Welcome to the Weight Loss Podcast, where we offer solutions to the obstacles you face when it comes to achieving your health and fitness goals. As a married couple who's lost a combined weight of 100 kilograms and 11 clothes sizes, our raw, real, and relatable stories will show you the path you must walk to achieve, and more importantly, maintain the results you know you can reach, because we know it works. So get ready to share the success and show the results with your hosts, Matt and Courtney. Hello and welcome to season four. We're here. We're excited. We're ready. We are very excited to bring season four, titled season four, to you all. Very, very similar to season three, season three, but it's season four, season four. Well, no, because season three was self-sabotage. Oh, didn't we have another season that we just named season yeah that was number two. Oh, okay. so i'm we, getting confused we yeah we appear to have even even numbers is random shit yes. odd numbers <laughs> is heavily focused which probably tells you what our next season is going to have to be focused on yes we'll plan that out Good point let's get yep. this one out of the way first absolutely so yeah welcome to the weight loss podcast season four coal and random shit yeah but maybe not so random it's a season where we haven't had a specific focus, but we have got some very specific topics. Yes. So this episode will serve as a bit of a preview. Think of it as an appetizer. Yes. For the main course coming over the coming months. An entree. Yes. We're gonna do we're gonna go back to what we used to do with this season and release it week by week. Yes. So you can digest it on the subject of entrees and Main courses. Yes. Digest each episode over the course of a week and then get ready for the next one. Mm-hmm. So one of the first ones that we recorded, Courtney, if you recall, was the discussion about addition by subtraction. Mm-hmm. Don't be a fucking spectator mm. in life. Yeah. Well, this is what I'm saying, in action. Don't, yeah, don't sit on the sidelines. Commit, take action, and see where it goes. Give your give yourself a chance to evolve. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And then leading on from that, it would be what you said before. Don't give up. See it through. Don't give up because it when it gets hard because it will get hard. Fucking hell. It will get hard. Yeah. And this is where looking at these sort of things is great because if you're only ever just looking at the one goal of getting into that size clothing or you're only looking at this this particular goal, which, you know what, having an ultimate goal is great. That's what we always say, not going back on that. That's part of our goal setting. Mm. But It's not a finish line. During the hard times, these are the things that can help you get you through. Where we spoke about how your life can improve from from – a successful weight loss journey in ways outside what you might think. Mm. You recall we spoke about how our lives have changed. Yes. As a result of what we've done. It's just beyond, hey, smaller clothes, hey, look different, hey, feel different, which, by the way, are fucking fantastic. Yes. Like, I'm not, I'm not trying to downplay that, but so much more has changed. Yes. As a result of that. And so we took the time to illustrate you know, how, how our lives have changed personally and just really highlight that, hey, 
you don't just get weight loss if you go well with this. You can get so many more other doors that open to you. Definitely. Yeah, yeah it was a great chat. Of course it was. <laughs> we did an episode which I think really appeals and speaks to you, Courtney, about how to deal with being a fussy eater. So one was the eater who just doesn't like a lot of food groups. And that's, again, that's generally by choice. Mm. So I was I was very much like this years ago where I would just say, I don't like that, but I don't ever remember trying it. Okay, such as? So I, there was, because I can join you on this. Yeah, so there was a lot of fruits. I, I never. I would always say I never liked name and shame. Let's oh, go. I did never. Um, I never used to like banana. Mm-hmm. Bananas. Um, is it? Hang on. Is it? You never used to like banana, or you told yourself you didn't like banana. I told myself because I don't ever, like. I don't remember eating much of it growing up. Mm. Um, so I don't remember having that moment where I was like, "Oh yeah, I tried that and I didn't like it." I mm. don't remember that moment. Yeah, this one was, we've spoken about food and different intolerances and things like that in other episodes in the past, but the thing that I really loved about this episode was we spoke about not just when you hear someone say how to deal with being a fussy eater, you think, oh, it's just because they don't like broccoli or something like that, but we really sort of had a great conversation on exactly what it means to be a fussy eater. Well, the different types of fussy eaters that are out there. Yeah, the different types, whether it's, you know, food intolerances, whether it is just... Personal taste. Personal taste, but it's also from, you know, the way people eat and the way fussy eaters eat. So, yeah, that was that was a really good chat, chat. going into it a bit more in-depth, giving some personal examples and and um, ways that you can deal with, with that. Mm. We did a very special interview with a very good friend and colleague of ours. Yes. Talking about polycystic ovarian syndrome. Yeah, PCOS. Yeah, did the interview with Megan, host of the PCOS podcast, mm-hmm. which you really should look up. Yeah. If uh, if you or, or you know, someone you know and love suffers from that, mm-hmm. uh, I think that, you know, in all modesty, it might be our best episode of the season. And so that's when the anxiety started to hit me and the doctors were – not really. They weren't really concerned and, and they knew by this stage that they're like, oh, okay, yeah, well, we'll go and send you for some tests. We'll get you some bloods done and they go and get you to do the ultrasound and they're like, yeah, you've got like 40 to 46 cysts in your ovaries right now and um, that's not good. And because I hadn't had a period and because I had a whole heap of these other symptoms, they're like, yes, definitely you have PCOS. And even though I just spit it out like that, it took like quite a few months for them to actually diagnose me with, with anything. And it took me three gynecologists, an endocrinologist, a naturopath and two GPs for them to actually come up with that diagnosis because they all thought different things. Wow. So you mentioned 46 cysts. Um, for, for those of us that um, are new to this, what's, what's the normal acceptable level? Um, well, just in perspective, so the 46 cysts and they're, they're sitting inside your, your over in your, um, in your ovaries. And what 
what they look for is that they need to be polycystic. So they, there's a certain, um, you know, criteria that they have to meet. Just in, in perspective of what my life is like now, I have nine cysts on my ovaries and they're not polycystic. They uh, replicate someone who doesn't have PCOS, but every female would have cysts on their ovaries, just whether or not they're polycystic or not. And I had 46 bad ones. <laughs> Let's call it. That's a lot. That's a lot. And I think I just want to touch on the diagnosis for you. Cause I think that that's a really big one for women. Um, that, that's a lot of professionals to go through to get a diagnosis in your experience with this now and talking to other people, is that common to, for it to take that long? For women to get diagnosed? I don't actually like to admit it, but yes, it is. Not, and I know that you said it's a lot of professionals to go and see. It's also a lot of money to throw away. Um, that, that year, um, I probably spent maybe $5,000 on um, seeing professionals and trialing all their med different medications, paying to see them in their... Um, in their consults, but then having to pay for all the extra tests that weren't covered by our Australian health system. So I probably spent maybe $5,000 in that, that 12 month period of trying things that, that weren't working. And in the end, I just walked away uh, more fat and upset and depressed. And I was sick. I was sicker than when I first started. It's a great Andy episode. With Megan, um, very, very raw and emotional. Yeah. Uh, no, no punches pulled. Absolutely. And really just hearing it firsthand from someone who suffered from that for a really long time and to the point where we really struggled to get answers as well and then hearing how that was able to be turned around to where she is now, so much of, in a much better place. Yeah. Um, a lot of value in that episode in terms, you know, in terms of shining a light on a, a condition that affects a large number of women, a yeah. very large number of women that is not really well known in terms of like, you know, if you, not, you know, not many males, for example, will know about this, yet there's a good chance, you know, you might be living with a woman who has to deal with this. Yeah, or, or definitely know someone who has to deal with it. I think Megan said it's, you know, one in 10 other figures uh, for women. So it, it, it's incredibly popular, as she says. Um, it's an incredibly <laughs> popular disease. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, um, and yeah, and I, and I think just in broader terms as well, if you perhaps are someone who's not aware of someone in your life who has PCOS, I think just listening to Megan's story will give you a lot of insight into the resiliency of, of, of people. Mm. And um and I think you'll be able to take a lot of lessons from that. It can also give a lot of hope. Yeah. I think to women that uh, at the end at the end of their rope mm. and think, you know, this is the way it's meant to be. I've got to just live like this. Actually, no, you don't. Yeah. So that that'll come towards the end of the season. Uh, but yeah, look out for that one. We did uh, a what's now becoming a a season tradition for the podcast a a Q and A. Now. The best way is, Matt, to increase your metabolism. All right. Number one and number – actually, you know what? I'm not going to say number one and number two. I'm going to say number one A <laughs> and one B because they go hand in hand. Yes. You, pro you 
know what's coming, don't you? Yes. Okay. Best ways to increase your metabolism. Number one, about between 10 to 15 hours a week of fasted cardio. No, be serious. Come on now. Oh, sorry. Okay. Weight training. We're already going to go off on enough tangents. Let's not stretch this out any longer. Let's let's have fun with this. No, no, the answer is number one A is lift weights, bro. Mm. Get under the iron and pump it. Uh, the, uh, The muscle mass in our body is the biggest determining factor in how good or how fast, whatever term you want to use, our metabolism is. It's not based around, oh, how many calories did I burn today? None of that bullshit. No. Uh, the stronger you are physically and the more muscle mass you have on your body, the faster your metabolism will be. Yes. Now, that's 1A. 1B on the best ways to increase your metabolism. Here's this, a little secret they don't fucking tell you in diet school. You've got to eat more often. Mm. Frequency. Yes. So I just ripped, you know, ripped in, answered, uh, answered. Quite, we actually got through quite a few questions. Yeah. If you recall, Courtney, on that one, I said to you, like, there's so many here. We may not get to all these, and we actually did. We did get to all of them. Yeah. Now that either means we went super long, <laughs> or we answered them terribly and rushed it. I don't know. I don't even remember how long that episode was, but it was, um, it was a great episode. Some of some of the questions needed more detail than other ones, and and yeah, I think that we were able to really. Um, there are some great questions asked. Well, the thing is that the questions that we get from from you, the listener, as well, are really good because, one, it gives us an idea in terms of, hey, this is what people want to hear from us mm. and gives us ideas in terms of, like, well, you know, this this is such a great question. This could be expanded on yeah, in the same really episode. We really should do an episode on this. Or if it really is, a like, a, a complete gold question, like, this could be its own season. Yeah, breaking this thing down. So, yeah, keep keep sending the questions in because we're going to keep doing regular Q&A episodes because they're fun as yeah, well. Definitely. They're fun for us. Uh, we did one called Staying Focused, 10 Ways to Create Consistent Results. Mm-hmm. Have a structured, progressive training program as opposed to just winging it, mate. Mm. So what do I mean by structured and progressive? Okay. We're talking about a plan. Let me start by illustrating what is not a training plan. Okay, oh shit, fuck. Haven't been to the gym for two weeks. Might go tonight after work. Okay, I'm at the gym. Oh, okay, the leg press is being used. Oh, I might go and use, oh, there's a bench press free. Okay, cool. I'll go and do um, 15 sets on the bench press today. Oh, what weight did I do last time? <laughs> fuck, if I know, I didn't record it. Okay, I've done my bench press. I'm now going to go and do... Mm, 10 sets of bicep curls in the squat rack, looking in the mirror. No, that is that is the opposite of structured. Yes. By structured, I mean, righto, on this day, I'm going to do upper body. On that day, I'm going to do legs. On this day, I might do pull exercise like back. Like you might do a three-day split, chest, shoulders, back, legs. I'm going to do it Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Which is kind of is it is what you think it is, yet I don't want to under undersell the importance of consistency mm-hmm. when it comes to this. So we we give you our our top ten tips on building consistency. Yes, consistency is without question the best friend mm-hmm. of a successful weight loss journey. We finally, at last, uh, spoke about the rule of proximity. 
in an entire episode. In depth. I, I can't believe we hadn't done a full episode on this before. Shame on us. We've definitely spoken about it before. Um, I've Fuck. We've spoken about it in almost every episode <laughs> of the show ever, but never actually broken it down in terms of, well, how does this work? How do, how do we make it work for us? How can you avoid being a victim of it? How, mm. how can you recognise being a victim mm. of it? And the, the rule of proximity is a universal thing. Mm. So the rule of proximity revolves around in terms of making it work for you. Because before I get into this, I should say, when it comes to the rule of proximity, it's either going to be your friend or your foe. There's no in between on this one. It's either working for you or it's working against you. Yeah. And we can speak to this from personal experience because, like, you know, Courtney, yourself, mm. you go back to when you were younger, what were you eating? What was nearby? Yeah. Same with me. Um, so it revolves around creating what we call an environment for success. And in saying that, then, you're right. It is for good or for bad. So the rule of proximity is going to work for you or against you, like you say, yeah. based on the choices that are in your house or your workplace or whatever. So we're still going to have the rule of proximity there, but we're trying to then help ourselves out by ensuring that the choices that are there that we're going to eat are going to work for us. It is, it is there hovering over everyone. Yes. And you're either it's either your friend or it's your foe. Mm. So finally... We actually spoke about it in depth. Yes, we did. Had a fun one. You can look forward to about the worst weight loss myths that you need to stop believing. <laughs> Always nice getting on the soapbox, Courtney, and ranting and raving about a bit of bullshit. Mm. What has lifting weights done for your body? It has definitely changed it. Okay. Let's but go. not in terms of looking more masculine i need detail it's, it's definitely changed it in the way of looking more feminine so it's changed the shape of my body uh changed the shape of my legs changes the shape of my um my backside in what ways though so when i was uh, at my heaviest i carry i particularly carry a lot of weight in my torso mm. um so back midsection stomach yeah all of that um hips to a certain degree, so that high leg area. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely changed then my ba- my bum in particular used to be quite wide um, because that's, yeah, part of the area that I carried my weight. We've all got our different body shapes and we mm. all carry weight differently. Yep. Um, so for What's me, it your butt? So for me, it's changed my butt. My hips have come in and my butt now has an actual shape to it that isn't flat. That's out there? Yes. Yeah, that was fun, actually. <laughs> it always makes me laugh, some of the myths. Uh, yes. We did uh, did an episode about the, the traits of successful and unsuccessful PT clients. What advice would you give in terms of that specific type of mindset? What would you say? I, the advice I would give would be to think about my goals truly think more long-term about my goals, not short-term in terms of what I want to look like in in the next 12 months. Um, I'd be thinking definitely more long-term and I'd be also trying to tell myself that 
every lesson that I learn, every every um, habit that I build, mm. you need to be thinking not like I think I was stuck too much in the this is the habit that I'm going to change for 12 months. Oh. And you need to be thinking of this is a habit that's going to sustain you for 50 years. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if I'd had that sort of mindset at the beginning, um, it, it, who knows? Uh, that, that episode in particular has been recorded for the benefit of our clients and our future clients, but anyone that has been a client of a personal trainer or a coach or looks to be one eventually, this is recommended listening. Yeah. Because as we say, success leaves clues, but guess what? So does not success. Yeah, and I think this one as well, we obviously titled it Traits of a Successful and Unsuccessful PT Client, but I think also it's it's a great episode to listen to just for a bit of perspective because obviously it's very hard to know when you're you're acting in these particular ways or you're mm. you're showing these sort of signs and yeah. and we speak about it a lot that you need a support network in weight loss and body transformation yeah. you need a really strong support network so if you don't if you're not currently a PT client but these sort of the traits that we speak about are also going to apply to you in terms of your support network mm. you can be a really shitty person to those people and vice versa, and you need to know how to spot that. Yeah, that, that episode also will be a bit of an inside look at how we work with people and mm. what we're looking for, you know, the, the sort of patterns that we're spotting or the things that we're looking to avoid. Uh, yeah, a lot of insight into that one, and it's one that we're going to be, once it's up and running, we're going to be having it as recommended listening for every client that we accept yeah. Into our team, like, hey, part of part of the resources we're going to give you before we even start, go listen to this. Because, mm. you know, we've, we've, you and I have done this now, like Courtney and I have done this now professionally for a combined 16 years. You learn a few things in that time, being exposed to a wide array of people. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we sort of dropped some knowledge. We did. In that one. <laughs> Finally, we did an episode discussing – the concept of non-negotiables. Mm. We've defined it as your personal lines in the sand. So the things or people or activities or responsibilities, whatever they are in life, that no matter what, you're not backing off of these. Now, we've all got them. So if you're a parent, your first one's easy to kids. Mm. No questions asked. Yeah? Yes. Now, you have to understand here a phrase that I've been taught is that every time you say yes to something, you have to say no to something else. Very often the problem starts when we start saying yes to extra activities, extra responsibilities, so-and-so needs help, so-and-so needs this. It all starts to add up. Mm. Now it gets to, it gets to like a, a tipping point. Once you get to the tipping point, you're probably trying to do too much. That's when you start to feel overwhelmed. I haven't got enough time, I'm time poor, I'm running out of time. We all know how that feels. Yeah. Which is a big deal as it is where a lot of people honestly fuck this up is they they say what their goals are but they don't 
create they don't create those goals as non-negotiables and the things that have to be done to make those goals happen. Mm. So you might be someone that's like, oh yeah, I'd love to lose a few dress sizes, I'd love to lose a few kilos, but the things you have to do to to make that happen aren't non-negotiable to you. Yeah. When they're not, when they're not non-negotiable, that's where you start to get, oh, you know, I miss the gym. I didn't cook my food today. I'll do it later on, and it just fucking goes to shit from there. Yeah, I think we're we're too much now as a society in the mindset of not wanting to accept sacrifice or deal with sacrifice, mm. or you know, we want everything and we want it now. Um, yeah. So I know this is something you've spoken about a lot in the past, Matt, and it's something that you feel passionately about, and it's where your line in the sand is. Yeah. Um, and making sure that everybody who has particular goals and wants to achieve something has a firm understanding of where their line is um, and, and and in order to be able to achieve their goals. And, yeah, I think it was a great chat to be able to have to really start to, to bring that out in the open because I, I agree it's not spoken about enough. Uh, no, it isn't. And it is it is a make or break thing. Yeah. You know, there's, there's certain aspects in, in the process – to having success with this where you may not like it, but honestly you have to do it. Yes. And that'll be different for everyone. Yes. You know, so we we do a bit of a deep dive into that. So that is and will be season four. Not in that particular order, but that is all the episodes yeah, they're for get, season four. They're, they're going to be coming in the order in which I upload them. Yes. <laughs> Starting with this one, though. Yes. So this one's definitely first. And Q&A is definitely last. Yes, Q&A is the dessert. So oh, wow. prepare for that. You are on fire. <laughs> you are on fire. So, yeah, we're, we're back. We're, we're, happy we're, to, we're, we're happy to be back. Mm-hmm. And what we'd like you to do is come and discuss with us give us your thoughts and your opinions and your feedback and and share what you're getting out of season four over in the facebook group courtney yes originally titled the weight loss podcast yes it is you would never guess that the uh the facebook group of the podcast is also called the podcast Mm -hmm. so just search up the weight loss podcast on facebook come and join the group hang out with courtney myself and other fans of the show and give us your give us your thoughts Give us your takeaways from season four. Uh, we've just recently started in there, Courtney, the Weight Loss Pod Club. Yes. We'll start doing uh, in-depth discussions with listeners on various episodes. We'll be doing those for season four. Absolutely. So we're here. We're back. Welcome. Yes. Get ready. It's all up. Well, we'll speak to you soon. Are yeah. you ready to share your Bye. success? Head over to our website for full access to our show notes, resources based on today's topic, and links to our Facebook group so you can share your story with our hosts and many others out there who are looking to achieve and maintain their health and fitness goals. You can find all that and more exclusively at theweightlosspodcast.com. 